Good evening, everyone. I'm Kara. This I'm is Gabe. Gabe. And this is us talking. Gabe, how'd your day go? Pretty well. Same old, same old, but in PE, which is second period, we actually were able to go outside today. So we definitely wear a mask, although it was windy as hell. Really? It, um, I don't know what mile per hour they said. I think 30. Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty like windy. it was 48 outside, so that plus wind. And we just, uh, we took two volleyballs, and everybody else ran around the track, but it was me and see five other people. We just stuck on this, like, tarmac that's behind the, uh, big metal bleachers. Mm -hmm. And so we were just fucking around throwing the, uh, hitting the volleyballs and watching them literally just go flying, trying to hit it before it hits the ground. Oh. You just have a lot of wind to do that, I suppose. But you get to go outside, no mask. Yeah. So, from your point of view... Is life getting back to normal? Um, in a way, yeah. You think so? Mm -hmm. Until the actual, until I, like, actually get the vaccine, possibly. Yeah, until because they get they're the teenagers. they're trying to make it, like, a yearly thing, obviously. So, like, the yeah. flu shot, you'd get a COVID shot every year. And if that's going to be the norm, I have to go ahead and get used to it. Well, we haven't talked about this yet, but... I have to still have to take my second shot, and I'm kind of apprehensive about it because everybody, everyone that I've talked to, and I'm in an industry where I've run into a lot of people that have had the shot, they all say they got sick. And even like my boss says, you know, they had a reaction to it. And I'm like, for some reason, like, I don't know the thought of purposely making myself sick. By taking the shot is kind of made me nervous. So I'm gonna get it. Don't anybody panic. I'm just delayed because I'm delayed. <laughs> Part of me being me. But I, I do, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's important for everyone to get it for us to get past all this. And when I say that, I say it from a point of view of okay, let's all get vaccinated so we can all get on with our lives. So is life getting back to normal? And what's normal? I mean, are we ever going to be there's what possible, we were before? There's possibly going to be a new normal. Yeah. It's, I mean, will we ever get back to... Are there people out there that social distance that aren't going to go back to normal life? Like, I'm an OG, OG social distancer. <laughs> I prefer my own space. It's like the memes of... Uh found out today that my daily routine is called quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. Like, it, it wasn't much of a stretch for us where we live at just to, you know, back away and not be the social butterflies that everyone else or a lot of other people are. And we live pretty close to a pretty big city. And... I mean, it seemed like they were, I don't know, having trouble adjusting in a way because of all the arguments that you heard about, you know, mandatory masks and mandatory shutdowns. And, you know, the second they were given the okay to do something, they were out there doing it. And I admire, I admire it. I mean, living in the city is different, I'm sure. But where I'm at, it's more like, 
you know, maybe I have a couple days off work. Maybe I don't see another human until I go back to work. <laughs> like, I see Gabe. Or maybe Jesse. Yeah. Sometimes the mailman. Sometimes the mailman. Sometimes you catch a glimpse of the mailman or the landlord. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And I, I prefer it that way, in a way. Because, I mean, had things been any differently, we could have caught COVID. I mean, you know, anything could have happened. And I don't at all downplay, you know, the deaths that have resulted in the people's lives who have been changed because those people won't know a life from before that, you know, they, they've been permanently affected. Anyone that's lost a loved one, it will be permanently affected, you know, just in any other situation. It actually ties in with uh, what we learned in Modern Issue today. What did you learn in Modern Issue today, Uh, So we get these, like, scholastic magazines, Mm -hmm. and then pretty much every other day we get a question sheet on a certain article, and we read the article, answer the questions, put up in front of them. And today it was about uh, the the ongoing war in Afghanistan. So, you know, saying how, like, generations of people... Their normal life has been war. They haven't known a single day of peace in their entire life. And when you say generations, you mean that people have continued to expand their family, have children. Or at least have children just before or have a child in them during. Yeah, during. When the war yeah. started. Yeah. yeah. So these are people who, I mean, Humans are so resilient, just so resilient. And these are people who basically adjusted to the worst possible scenario, which is like the fear of death, like the fear of dying in war, dying in battle, something that hopefully we'll never know. But, you know, our heart goes out to those people because, you know, they shouldn't have to live like that. But it says something that they still continue to endure. They still continue to raise families and, you know, mm-hmm. try to have a life in the middle of something like that. I the, mean, and the troops, uh, the U.S. troops that are constantly going in and out of there. Some not even coming out because uh, it's... The whole war is about, I think it was Afghanistan and Taliban. Mm-hmm. The Taliban. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. They thought they conspired with them for, uh, with some kind of terroristic group. Of course, when I start thinking about it, it draws a blank. But right, yeah, all that, all that stuff, all that stuff over there. Just kudos, kudos to them. You know, you. I always talk about like stockpiling and you know, into the world type stuff because I think it's important that you're ready for anything not to an extreme and some I mean we've all watched these shows and some of the stuff that these people are willing to go through to make sure that their family is safe under any circumstances which is admirable exhausting but admirable Gabe anything to add (laughs) I don't know.
I don't know. I just, I've, I've torn between the life that I live here and the life that I live whenever I go to town. And it's like, I'm just trying to get back here. Gabe, how do you feel about isolation? It's normal. For at least us. Yeah. Social media changes things. I mean, you know, you can still reach out to people on the internet, which isn't always safe, but, you know, there are people out there that have here kind of mainstreamed. Yeah, here comes the cat. Kind of mainstreamed, um, you know, reaching out online through social distancing, that kind of thing. And it's, it's just, I know how important it is. I'm just not that type of person, I guess. Doomed to live a lonely life. If you can't hear me clearly right now, it's because the cat is literally standing yeah. in front. Wait, well, you going to beg attention for me now? I have to tell you guys, oh the this cat and his little friend... Watch your freaking claws. And his little friend Shadow, Zero and Shadow, the black, and, black cat and white cat, rip and run through this house. Like, 10.30 at night, it starts. Ah, you and the next morning you'll get up and chairs will be turned over, stuff will be knocked off, like they're trying to climb the walls or something. He's literally trying to get into the drawer on the Yeah, desk. he tries to get into the, the office filing cabinet from the back so he can lay in it. And he can't do that now because I actually put files in it. So now he keeps trying and he gets mad. It's a little funny. Watching him get frustrated. Because he frustrates me so. So Gabe, I saw that you did laundry last night. Yes. I did about half of the laundry that I needed to. I'm big and on the... And I started doing it at like 8 o'clock, so... Yeah, I'm big on um, teaching him to take care of himself. Because it's important. I mean, even, even at his age, he needs to... He needs to know how to do his own laundry, clean up after himself. He cleans his own bathroom because I'm not touching that. And, you know, he's in charge of the dishes, which at this point in the night have not been done. So, hint. <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Uh, how's Jesse doing? He's doing good. Uh, he actually, he's out, so... Okay. Back on the streets. Yep. We were um, a little scared there for a minute. Mm -hmm. I think he reached a breaking point, and we're glad that hopefully he's making a recovery. We miss having him on the podcast because yes. he had so much flavor. <laughs> but in honor of him, we will start talking about cars. Okay, let's talk about cars. Let's talk about... Young girls and their cars and maintenance. That will be after these two subjects. Okay. Two quick subjects and then that whole shabam. Right. So, 1960 Corvair. And if you don't know what that is, it's from 1960s. It's Chevy. Rear engine. Front trunk. Pretty good car. Light. Good fuel. Mileage. But also useful for parents because... You can literally buy a cradle that fits in the back uh, where the porcelain shelf 
where like speakers would be, mm-hmm. and literally just have a baby cradle in the back of your Corvair. Well, back before kids had to be like mm-hmm. properly strapped in. Yeah, before seat seat belts oh, weren't a thing. If you so. get a chance, Google that shit. <laughs> like, <Yeah. clears throat> he just showed me a picture. That's the craziest thing I've seen in a long time. But considering that it was the sixties and before car seats were even a thing. Yeah. I remember when I was younger, um, actually, well, yeah, it was when I was younger, my mom had kept some of the baby stuff, just, you know, miscellaneous things. And one of the things she had was like a car seat like that, that was like a Moses basket, basically, but plastic, no straps in it or anything, just, a, you know, a little, basically bassinet, you know, a small bassinet that sat in the car. It was not safe. I'm sure they figured that out really quick. Okay, next subject. Uh, The next subject is a race car driver. A very famous... Hold up. There it is. Very famous guy that... See. Over many years ago. But January 5th, 1998. Mm -hmm. And everybody was blowing it up across, like, social media. January 5th, 2021. Basically, he broke the world's fastest speeding on a public road in England. Okay. At 300 kilometers an hour. And in, how much is 300 kilometers, Gabe? Um, oh, I try to think. It's somewhere around like half of that in miles per hour, so. It's still pretty Hold fast. Up. Yeah, very, very fast. <laughs> Hold up. I'm trying to uh, calculate it. Bring up a calculator. I can't even type. <laughs> Gabe's inability to type. My ability to spell. We're crazy around here. Yes. It's very quiet, peaceful. Yeah. Talk. Okay. Podcast. Yeah. Okay. So 300 kilometers an hour is 186.4 miles per hour. That's a lot. And not just that, but... In a Mark IV Toyota Supra with a complete different front end, like a, oh, it was his own um, company he built called Top Secret. Mm -hmm. All caps, they made like body kits, conversions, all kinds of shit. So different front end, it came with an inline six. Guess what's in it? What? If it's a V12. Oh God. Fucking V12. 300 kilometers an hour, gets arrested. I think he had to pay, um, oh, it was like thousands in tickets. Yeah. And I think he had to serve maybe a couple months in jail. Oh my God. Or prison. Whatever yeah. England has as a prison. So I want to talk about girls in car maintenance. Yes. Almost every day. <laughs> the girls in almost every class. Are complaining about their car breaking down, something on their car breaking, which really isn't something to complain about because it's inevitable for cars, especially older ones that are used, beaten up, mm-hmm. shit boxes. Not to say they are shit. But yeah. Mom and dad tame me down. 
It shows how little people try to teach someone about something that is so important to our everyday life. Right. Which is transportation. Yes. You have to know how to at least change a tire or hopefully know how to change your oil. Some people don't know how to check the fluids. Yeah. yeah. Then that's like the idiots that uh, literally come back from driving their car while it's still hot, pop their radiator cap off. Just shh. Yep. <laughs> I've seen that before. Mm -hmm. Some people don't think before they... That um, almost happened on Papa's 66 once. Oh my god. The Impala. Yeah. And it was it was a pretty cold day. It was like 40-something, slight wind, mm -hmm. but no sun, all cloud. Right. And it was... Things started for maybe five minutes, which is enough to get it like quarter yeah. running temperature. Mm -hmm. So it shouldn't have been hot at all. No. It should have been. It, he touched his, He touched the radiator, and it was, it was warm, but he could still hold his fingers on it. Right. As soon as he popped the cap off, he just started what? So a little liquid and shut it. Yep. I've seen people get burned that way. It's dangerous. Okay. Well, that is our <clears throat> Tuesday night. Yeah. Gabe, you want to take us out? Sure. Thing. I'm Gabe. This is my mom. And this is us talking. <laughs> Have a good night.